right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here at the uh, Soldier and the Shepherd podcast. I'm here with my friends Colin and Paul. We're going to be talking today about uh, the first book of the 33 series, which is called The Man and His Design. Uh, we're going to be covering six books in total over a series of different podcasts. Uh, first off, I'm going to kind of break open a a little bit with uh, introducing both my my uh, fellow friends here, uh, Paul and Colin. Paul, you want to tell me a bit about yourself, about your marriage, where you are in your life, and you know what you thought about the Thirty Three series. Okay, um, when we started the Thirty Three series, I didn't know kind of what to expect. Um, I had read a book years ago um, called "Disciplines of a Godly Man" by mm-hmm. R. Kent Hughes. And I actually just passed that off to a friend of mine who's got cancer in his jaw, so it's that's a whole other topic. But, <laughs> um, but always, it's like, you know, always looking for, for some reason, God putting me like uh, this desire to learn more. It's like, what am I supposed to do? How am mm-hmm. I supposed to do this? Um, you know, the church I grew up in, it's like they didn't really have that, and there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I was hoping for some good, solid stuff um, when 33andMe came out. Um, as we kind of went through some of it, um, through all of the different books, um, my dad somehow instilled in us a lot of what was in these books. I was like, yeah, he did that when we were growing up. I'm like, I have no idea where he learned it from. I don't know that his dad was that way, my grandpa. And I'd never met my grandpa because they lived on the East Coast. Um, and you know, back in the back in the seventies, <laughs> like I better, yeah, I'm gonna date myself here. Chris is gonna give me some grief, and Colin's gonna laugh at me. But back then, you know, you don't fly a family of five from Portland, Oregon to New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, that's a that was a fortune back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really knew him, um, but somehow he picked that up and managed to give us a lot of what was in there. And this just kind of took that the series of six books kind of took everything to a much, much deeper level. Awesome. Um, and so I really liked it. Um, a man in his design. I think the biggest thing I liked in the first one was about, um, and maybe this is jumping ahead, but That's okay. rejecting passivity because mm-hmm. it's extremely easy when you come home from work and you're tired just to like, I don't want to deal with this, mm-hmm. you know, or even at work sometimes it's like, I just don't want to deal with this. This is this person's whatever, and so that kind of convicted me. It's like, no, I got to step up, no matter how tired I am, and just reject passivity and just yeah. deal with the situation. And it's not sometimes it's not pretty, but it's just like that's the godly man thing to do. So you got to do it. Yeah. It's not yeah. easy. Yeah, it's very right. difficult. How long have you been married for, Paul? Um, I have been married for twenty nine years. We'll awesome. hit thirty years um, on September nineteenth. Wow! So, congratulations. Awesome, yes, thanks. Yeah, we we're uh, we've had ups and downs throughout the years. Obviously, every you know, like they said, I learned years ago. It's like when you understand the perspective that you're two sinners being married. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like kind of we've had struggles like. You know, everyone else has ups and downs with family members and personal stuff, you know, back and forth. So, um, but it wouldn't change it for the world. Um, my wife's amazing. Um, just, you know, just tonight seeing her go up there into this um, friend's room, you know, who's 
probably going to have to have some major surgery. It's like just her demeanor and stuff with people just kind of puts them at ease, um, you know, in that difficult situation. So yeah, it's always important. Um, uh, my wife is the biggest blessing ever. Um, I think our second or third date we was was a bike ride. Our second date might have been skiing or something like that. And <laughs> so it's something we've shared throughout the years. And it's just we haven't really gone on a lot of formal like date night or whatever, but. We'll go for big long bike rides together, and we'll you know talk about stuff or whatever um, on that. So awesome, um, yeah. So absolutely blessed to um, by my wife. So awesome. And you got your son Caleb, who's my son Caleb. Um, yep, he is thousand miles an hour doing <laughs> a thousand different things. Um, he's been a blessing too, and awesome. you know I think Christy and I have discussed this um, on a couple occasions. It's like having him grow up in the church and stay in the church, you know, he's 20 now. It's just like, if we did one thing right, Mm -hmm. that's it. Even if everything else was screwed up, the fact that he is showing up for church, he is volunteering, he's helping out, he's doing all kinds of things. It's like, okay, we got one thing right. That's the main thing. So praise God. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, even like, even the the church camp out that you guys did, like even having him like all into helping and you can just see his, like his heart of his servant heart. Yeah, yeah. And just like he's always like bummed that I couldn't be there for the picture. And like, you know, I was like, dude, it's like five minutes away. Come on. It's like, yeah. you know, I felt like super bad. I was like, come on. Yeah. But it's just like you could see like just him coming to church and it's ser- like serving behind the, the soundboard or being downstairs or being involved with the children's church and everything else he does, plus goes to school, which is just like how he does everything just amazes me. And it's a tribute to you for teaching him. Laying that groundwork. It's it's been a lot of a lot of prayer over the years. Um, I heard, um, I think it was Charles Stanley years ago, talking about praying for your kids and you should pray for your kids every night. And so you know, from the time Caleb was a little kid, putting him to bed, it's like I would pray at night after he you know one was putting him to sleep. When he was asleep, it's like I would just pray that he would grow up to be a godly man, you know, and have godly friends and counselors that. Um, God would direct him in his path in, um, you know, where he wanted him to be, that his future wife would be a Christian. And he even said, you know, pray for your, your children's future spouses. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know who they are, but it's like, right. pray for them that they would be raised by godly parents. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, I did that for years and years and it's like, you know, it's the fruit you of... can see, yeah, you can see God working in his life. And so that's, he's been a tremendous blessing too. Awesome. But yeah. at the same time, it's a, he's a kid, just like any other kid. You're like, no, I want to kill him. Double-edged sword, Double <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Sword. Exactly. Right. Awesome, Paul. Well, nice. come my other friend here, Colin. Uh, Colin, want to introduce yourself a little bit about your marriage, like what you, what you do and what your expectations were coming into 33. I just wanted to be the guy that just said, yeah, uh-huh, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> now it's my turn. Sounds great. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I hand the mail off to you. <laughs> I got the baton now. Um, well, so my name is Colin, and um, and then I'm here. Uh, we all go to the same church here, Calvary Chapel, Spokane Valley. Um, I lead worship here. Uh, Chris plays on the team. Thank you for your amazing drumming skills. By the way, just I do what I can. had to do a little plug for you. <laughs> yep. shameless, um, shameless plug. Yeah, yeah shameless, shameless plug. plug. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I've been leading worship here for just over five years, um, and I'm married. My wife's name is Sabrina, uh, and we are coming up on um, six years awesome. being being married, and that's actually coming up this month. Oh man! Um, nice. Oh man! 
It's uh, don't and, forget. And so we <laughs> have we have two kids, and we're uh, pregnant with our third. So it's actually crazy because um, our third is due like right around the twentieth of September, and then our anniversary is the uh, the twelfth. Oh, so nice. it's like we're gonna hit anniversary of the baby. Nice, so, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. So um, we've got a five year old. Her name is Charlotte. Uh, Three year old Wyatt, and then our soon to be is El- gonna be Eleanor Michelle. Awesome. Nice. So, that's a great. Yeah. That's a great name. Good like name. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, what were your, so what were your expectations when you signed up for thirty three? Like, what were you expecting coming in? Um, okay, so you know, one of the things I'm always excited about with um, men's discipleship type things is that um, typically, as guys, you know, we we show up on Sunday mornings, we'll show up to service, and a church like ours, you know, we're expositional in our services, so that means we, you know, we teach the Bible chapter mm-hmm. by chapter, verse by verse, and and so it's like, you know, there's I think obviously high value on coming to church to get the word and to receive the word, and so, um, but you know, it's also very it can be very easy to fall into that trap of just, you know, showing up, listen to the word. I got my fix yeah. and I'm going to go about my merry way. Grab a donut and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> we all, we yeah. can all relate to that. But, uh, you know, the thing about uh, men's discipleship uh, opportunities that churches, many churches have is that it's like, we have the opportunity to see like, how are you really doing or mm-hmm. to be able to open up or to, um, to be able to connect beyond, um, beyond the information we take in and, and like having opportunity to grow on the, in the heart level. And yeah. so that's what I loved about the practicality aspect of the 33 series, you know, was that it didn't start off just being like Bible, 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 verse yeah. and verse and verse. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it, it was talking about the man and his design. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you mm-hmm. mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I loved how it just, you know, it kind of, uh, unfolded the framework of how God created, um, us, you know, and, and, and he created and cultivated, um, to bring us about. And so, um, it was really cool to learn about, uh, about those things. You know, we'd watch a video with each session and then we would break off into groups and we'd just be able to just like hash these questions out together. Um, so I loved the, the growing in that way. And then you start to learn things about people that you would have never known, you know, sitting, sitting across the pew from another person. And, um, you know, and it was just, you know, what was really cool for me to learn through the 33 series, at least in our particular group and mm-hmm. in our church in particular, was how many men have not grown up in Christian households, yeah. yet yeah. they're all showing up here. And there's just such a strong dedication to, you know, being faithful to the word. And so, you know, I think the 33 series really uh, highlighted how, you know, oftentimes we can be uh, in the church taking in the word, but you know, then a 33 series will come along and be like, well, how are you doing as a husband? How are you doing as a father? Um, And to be able to shed light on that is pretty uh, nerve, can be nerve wracking. It can be very intimidating, you know, because it's just like, I don't want to, you know, expose how pathetic I am. Yeah, exactly. It it gets you beyond the, hey, how you doing, Colin? Oh, pretty good. Yeah. And we got the, we left pretty good in the rear view mirror. It's like, (laughs) well, yeah, not so good. Uh, you know? I think we we both uh, shared that or resonated with the um, a quote from Thirty Three Series that was mentioned, and it was a, a quote from C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the the ultimate like the ultimate experience of like bonding with men is the phrase "Oh, you, you too. too, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly." <laughs> Where it's just like, yeah. "Oh gosh, You're like I'm not that? the only one that yeah. struggles yeah. with that." Like yeah. I'm that's. Uh, I I am freed now that yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm not that's alone a in good way to put that. Yeah. yeah, freed. Yeah. yeah. So and then just you know. Being 
that was the fun part about it's like being thrown into being the leader of the of just seeing you guys you know just growing with you guys that was the one thing coming in 33 just like being told you're the leader of of these guys that the one who's the you know the worship leader everybody's older than i am or younger than i am and it's like okay you're supposed to lead these guys and tell them what to do and like i'm sent you know so easy to just sit back and just like be the yes guy that sounds great i'm gonna answer my question give a little two bits two bits of information and then just move on what about you yeah <laughs> yeah right and i mean me you know my name's as you guys know my name's chris um i've been married now 13 years that was as of last august Congrats. i got nice. one child she's uh a handful she's seven her name is isabel um and uh that's a great name yeah, it is a great name. A bell or is. She hates is. Don't call her is. So, <laughs> um, and, you know, definitely in my life specifically, um, you know, having a father who laid that foundation and show, you know, show what a father is supposed to be. And I'm supposed to <coughs> be that mirror image of who he is. And then as we go through 33, which we'll talk more about this, but being being that marriage image of my father wasn't as clear, you know, like we you know, talk about in the Bible, seeing through a, 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 a mirror with some, you know, uh, shadow over it. Like you think you're, or your father's perfect. He's all this and all that. But in reality, he's just like, you're talking about, he's a sinner just like you. You know, he still struggles with stuff, whether it's anger or whatever. And walking into this, I thought it was going to be kind of like, you know, no offense about this, but like CTL was, which was Bible. And, you know, we didn't really dive deep into each other's lives. And then we were done what felt like super fast. And then all that knowledge we gained, even though we started, we started trying, you know, and start a group and keep the knowledge, it kind of went off to the wayside. With this, it like dived deep into what was underneath the water on an iceberg. You know, it wasn't just the surface stuff. It was, you know, the roots of the issues of what you're going through. And it hurt, man. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of stuff that I didn't even think about or point out in my own personal life that I was so used to just getting by, being the guy who came in church and, hey, how's it going? Fantastic. Things are great. When at home, you know, things aren't great. You know, my relationship with my wife isn't perfect. My relationship with my daughter, I could be raising her better. And just understanding my role as as a father, as a husband, was definitely something that, through this, shined a light on a lot of stuff. And it was, I definitely enjoyed it and definitely enjoyed growing with all four, all four of our group, you know, even with the extended, the extended groups, but our group specifically, and whether it was an awesome dad joke or it was, you know, guys diving deep on each other's lives. It was overall a lot of fun and a good time for sure. So, and one of the things I really, really liked about the whole series too was the fact they pointed out it's like it's never too late. Yeah. You know, because you think, you know, oh, I could have done this, I should have done this, I should have spent more time doing this, I I missed that, whatever. Mm -hmm. But they're always like, hey, it's never too late to start. Yeah. You know, it's never too late with God. It's never too late. So that was. That was really encouraging, you know, yeah. especially when you look back at how you screwed up, you know. Yeah. Just remember there's grace for whether, you know, yet if I with your wife, there's always that grace that you have to show not 
only to yourself, but also to her as well. Like me and Colin were, Colin were talking about just a little bit ago, you know, being in your car, you come home from work and your wife wants to explain to you how bad her day was and your day was already bad. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you want to exp, you know, express that frustration to her, but then she comes back at you and then that compounds your frustration because you can release what you're going through to her. So it's like, and then you end up either exploding when you get home on your daughter or releasing your frustration on your call now calm wife who now is upset because yeah. you come to the house like throwing a fit, like a five-year-old. And the dog's know. already run outside because he knows you're angry. Yeah, exactly. The dog's <laughs> already gone. So it's like, you know, oh, geez, I better take off. So, you know, just, you know, using that, those tools to recognize those things that, you know, you need to work on and remembering that even though you screw up or fall short, which happens because we're human, you have that grace to restart, hit the restart button and start over again mm-hmm. and yeah. be better. Just remember that to breathe and, you know, it. life is too short to be angry all the time. Yeah. And so, we have new grace every single day. So, mm-hmm. um, so just talking about, you know, as we went through book one, you know, there was uh, four points that we hit, which, I mean, we have other stuff that, you know, we have the printout on, but we're reject passivity, accept responsibility, lead courageously, and invest eternally. And I know with this 33 series, the reason it was called 33 was because, you know, Jesus being that example of what, you know, what a man is supposed to be like through his through his life on this earth and it was due to the adam falling you know when eve ate the ate the fruit the apple the pear whatever it was and adam was sitting there the entire time and he could have accepted responsibility and be like hey you know what we're not supposed to do this but instead she gave it to me he gave it to me <laughs> she gave it to me it was her it's her fault god that's you know blame shifting it's her and then Eve yeah. goes, it's this mistake instead of being the man that God made him to be and accept the fact that, you know, I screwed up. I shouldn't have, I should have stopped her, but I didn't. And because of his fall, we had the perfect lamb of God come to this earth to show us through his life what a man is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely enjoyed that. Colin, what do you, I mean, I know you have some stuff on your end as far as like describing a little more in detail what the 33 was. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you want to add to that? I'm just to which part? To just the whole the understanding the the fall of Adam and then having Jesus coming and being that example. Oh yeah. Um, so and prior to the authentic manhood definition, there was the you know God's uh, call to man to cultivate and create. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in Genesis 1, verses 27 28, it shows us how God created man in his own image um, and likeness, and then he gave that exhortation to man to uh, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over all the created things that roam the earth. Mm-hmm. And um, and that through that, it was, it was to show that we were all wired to create things, to yeah. build things, to take initiative to have control over things and then just as you said you know with that whole situation of eve and the fruit it was like all that all that exhortation went out the window yeah (laughs) like Like checked out 
done, you know, and, and <laughs> so the test. Yeah. there are consequences to that, yeah. right? And so yeah. because of that, it would be a lot harder to do those things because of the thorns and thistles and weeds that God cursed the ground with, and it would make what would have been more enjoyable, less enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, because of all of that, um, it then in the 33 series, it kind of progresses into explaining God's solution, which uh, reference to Corinthians is the second Adam, mm-hmm. you know. So Adam was imperfect. He was the flawed, the flawed one that brought sin into the world, but that through Jesus, whom God sends, you know, to the earth to redeem us from our sin, he's the second Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus came to create and cultivate the kingdom of God. Um, so he came to redeem what we lost. Yeah. And so therefore, you know, 33 goes into breaking down Jesus' life, 33 years, how he um, conducted his life, how he was all about the Father's business, and, mm-hmm. and his ministry was to um, bring usher in the kingdom of God. And yeah. so, um, so we have a, a more tangible example in Jesus. And so yeah. another thing in session three, it covers the authentic manhood definition, which you um, shared, reject passivity, accept responsibility, lead courageously, and invest eternally. Um, and then they kind of break down the um, the comparison chart between Jesus and Adam. Mm-hmm. You know, how Jesus fulfilled um, rejecting passivity, accepting responsibility, um, leading courageously, and investing eternally. And then how, you know, Adam essentially failed in those categories, just yeah. pulling the examples out of Genesis. Awesome. And so looking at those four points... Um, you know, reject passivity, accept responsibility, lead courageously, investing eternally. Um, when you guys went through, when we all went through the first session, mm. uh, talking on those those points there, um, what were some things, Paul, that you took um, from that? Like, what were a couple of points that you made changes? What the, out of those four, what did you take and apply to your life? Um, I would say reject passivity. Um, and that kind of goes along with lead courageously. Um, mm. You know, Jesus said, follow me, and his disciples obeyed, and God wants obedience more than sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so rejecting passivity, we need to obey. So when God says you need to do X or Y or Z, it's like we need to do that, yeah. whether it's painful or it's difficult or whatever. It's like... We have to push that aside and do the godly thing, even if it means your wife or kids or whatever is going to get mad at you. Yeah. Or coworkers at work, you know. Mm. Um, you're going to run across that no matter what happens. So um, the reject passivity, and that's like I said before, it's like that's extremely difficult, especially when you're tired. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Right. Or today's day and world, day and age, with how the you know how everything is in our world, with all the things being taught at schools and how people live their lives out, you know, with the you know, to say homosexuality, you know, life choices, right? Yeah. How everything is, and you know, leaving that, you know, leading courageously and living the word of God out in your life, and not being afraid to. You know, stand. stand up for yeah. what what the Bible says yeah. is, is true. It's like, and, no, this is this what you're doing is wrong. Yeah, you know, um, and you know, you know, no matter what, it's like you read through the first chapter of Romans, and 
you know, I was, it's, I kind of tongue in cheek kind of joke. It's like, you know, with the whole homosexuality thing, it's like, it's been almost idolized or, you know, put on this big, huge pedestal and have the whole month about it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you're idolizing a sin and I'm not judging you because I'm a sinner too. Let's just read through the first first, uh, chapter of Romans Mm -hmm. and let's look at all the sins that are laid out there. And it's like, you're not getting very far. You're like, yeah, that's me. Um, yeah, I did that. Um, okay, yeah. that and that and that. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's like, you know, tackling that head on, not just homosexuality, but anything else. Yeah. Um, people not stepping up or, you know, not saying the right thing or doing the right thing when they should. I was mm. like, oh, I should have done that. Mm. It's too late. Yeah. You know? Could have talked to this person or that person. And, you know, because we, like God talks about in the Bible is you never know when your time is up. You know, that person might walk up the door and be on the way home and that might get, a, you know, in a car crash or you may never move away. You may never see that person ever again. So that opportunity you have, that God, you know, pulls in your heartstrings a little bit and you go, well, no, not today. I'll, I'll give them tomorrow or tomorrow, may, you know, tomorrow may never come for either you or that person. So, yeah. And, you know, the company I work for, um, we're Christian-based, and for the group that I'm with, we have a meeting every Monday morning, and so we, and it was very difficult at first, because, you know, you don't don't know what people or how they're going to react. I knew a couple people were Christians, but we pray at the end of our meeting on Monday, and so I just started doing it. And the first, I missed one week, and it's like, oh, shoot, I forgot. And it's like, I have got to do that. So I yeah. forced myself to do it. And, you know, we always say, hey, if you're not comfortable with prayer, you can leave. It's sweet. We don't care. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. No one's left. We asked, it's like, do you have anything you want us to pray for you for specifically? Yeah. And we've had people come up with stuff. And we've had people come up afterwards and say, hey, I didn't want to bring this up in the group, but could you pray for X? Yeah. And so just that everyone's getting more used to that now. And so they're bringing up more things we're praying for. Um, there's one guy um, who's actually out taking care of his parents. His mom had just died and his dad needs a bunch of, he can't be, he needs full-time care. Yeah. And so every week we're praying for him, for guidance and direction for him and his family and taking care of his dad and just for peace and everything. So that was hard for me to do initially because you know, you're looking, it's like, here's all these People you don't know, essentially, you know, your coworkers are essentially strangers, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might know some of them really well, but for the most part, they're strangers. Um, but I think it's, you know, we pray for safety for everybody, and it's now everyone's used to it, so it's really, now it's easy for me to do, um, mm. and it's easier for people to go and ask, so. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, it would have been easy to just reject. It's like, oh, I'm tired, it's Monday morning, yeah. everyone's tired, whatever. Mm. And so it was, it I had to force myself to do it, but yeah. you know that's what God wants us to do. So it's and it's the right thing to do. So awesome, nice. Colin, what do you what about you? What are those four points there? What are a couple of things that you took and applied to your life directly? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too bad, Colin. Wait a minute, we're, here. we're talking about you're rejecting it. Reject passivity. I got to reject passivity. Okay. Uh. No, that actually, you know what? That is um, very applicable to me as well. Um, rejecting passivity, and um, and I'd share this from my experience of being in ministry for a long time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like I, I interned at um, a church on the other side of town for, you know, about five years or so. And so, and that was right out of high school. I graduated high school and I was just like, I want to do ministry. That's all I want to do. And, and I just spent all my time at the church anyway. I might as well just, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I, uh, I went in to, into the internship and, and it was kind of one of those situations where it's like you get housed and you're... You, I lived literally across the street from the church, so I just walked to the church and was just there every day, just working all the time. And um, and and after you do that for a while, and um, and you know, and you don't get paid, you kind of get like stipends after a while and, and stuff like that. It was um, to to reach the fifth year and then to leave uh, or to to when the internship finally resolved. Um, going back into the world, it was kind of like, what do I do? And and there yeah. are just so many things that I, I, you know, was very uncomfortable with, you know, like I didn't know I was supposed to do taxes. <laughs> well, that's one of those things. Who, who teaches you that? Right. You know? yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, I remember a person being like, well, just let me know if you have any questions about this. And it was like, handed me this form. And I'm like, okay. And I just filed it. I just put it like in a drawer. I have like, questions about one through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The W-2s the or whatever. You know? it was just How like, much time oh. do you have? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, you know, it's just being so ministry minded. It's like, I only want to do ministry. I only want to do ministry. And, yeah. you know, and after a while it becomes a strength. But then like to be faced with things I'm not comfortable with, it was like uh, that rejecting passivity part can come into play where it's like, I don't want to deal with everyday things of life. I just want to do ministry. But it's, yeah. you know, and then especially I think for me, it took more just getting married, having a family that it's like ministry is also is my family. Yeah. And you, you can know? reject it for a while, but the IRS will always come after you. I, exactly. You know, and I don't Sooner want that. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, knock on the door. And it was just funny because it was like, then it was like, and then after a while, though, so it was like, I just started thinking about it. I'm like, I think I was supposed to do something. Like, I've never had anyone come after me, but it was just like, <laughs> so I just like looked it up. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, and there's a little bit of a fee for not paying, you know, paying on time and stuff. And I just, you know, filled them out and sent them and then it was all good. There's a big fee but, for, for not filing for yeah. a while too, so. But that's, right. that's, a, that's a good point, just to kind of, as an aside. Yeah, um, good. We don't teach kids that in high school no. and you know some of that stuff's important or how to balance a checkbook or how this mm -hmm. stuff works and i'm working through that with caleb because he's starting up his business like what i have to have a license here and here and here and i have to do this yeah. hey that's how it is and this is why we're like 33 and me it's like this is the stuff we need to be teaching our kids yeah, yeah. and we're not the church yeah. is not the church has not so that's why i really like this it's like here is it, it's probably not perfect but it's something, it's a start. So we could teach kids or, you know, 18, 22-year-old, 25 new dads or whatever in our church. It's like, at least we can do that here, yep. you know, with having, going through the series again with a different group of people or doing this podcast or whatever, teaching people the stuff that they need to know. That's like, you know, because we're going through this and I think all of us at one point, it's like, yeah, it would have been nice to know that 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I heard no, that a lot. No book. There's no book for no. how to be a father, how to be a husband. Yeah. It's, you know. For those people who were, you know, married or didn't grow up in a Christian home, you weren't you weren't shown. Yeah, here's what you're supposed to do. What does it look here's, like? Yeah, what here's what a father's or a husband's supposed to look like. Here's what a godly foundation looks like. Yeah, you know? mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't don't have that. You know, are outside the church. Like you were talking about calling a lot of guys coming in who, you know, don't know, you know, didn't know God before they started coming to church, moved up here or whatever. And the scary part for me is for those guys who are going to our church, 
who have not gone through this, who come through those doors, who we talked about, like, you know, we're sitting, you got people sitting over on the right, right hand, left hand side of the sanctuary, and we, we see those guys on an everyday basis. And, you know, we don't know their situation. We don't know what they're going through. And they might need this podcast or this 33 and not, and are either too afraid to step out and say, hey, I need help because you, we're so used to, as guys to put up the tough man shield and oh, say, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm, yeah, lone wolf it and go, you know, I'm tough. I don't need help. I'll do this on my own. When in reality, you know, your inner man is shrinking down, receiving the arrows from the devil going, I don't know what else to do. God, please help me. And I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah. And they come to, like, you know, come to their door like we used to do all the time and how are things going? Fantastic. But inside there, I'm great. I'm fantastic. Yeah. But in reality, it's like I'm dealing with demons in my life that you have n- no clue about and I'm too afraid to tell you because I don't know you yeah and I don't, I'm afraid of you judging me because of how I am yeah so yeah um, and that's so, a scary thing yeah so I didn't mean to sidetrack oh no 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 yeah um, but no that does kind of make me think about the um, if anything I've learned in uh, 33 series is that I think with each of those um, authentic manhood definition points, uh, you know, rejecting passivity, accepting responsibility, is that it's like, I feel like as we go through it and, and the things in our lives start coming to the surface, um, you know, it just makes me realize how much I reject passivity. You know, like sometimes yeah. we might think of like one or two instances that are like on the forefront of your mind of like, oh, I'm being passive in this or that. But it's like when you hear other people's stories or you dive deeper in the content or like when we watch those videos, yeah. you know, and yeah. you hear some of those testimonies, wow. you know, crazy testimonies. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, oh, wow. Like I, um, it, it's a muscle. Like each of these categories yeah. is a muscle. Right. Yeah, that's a good so way to put it's it. like, you know, I think over the course of time, it was like, you know, we'd have the opportunity to, to, to work through those things. And because it's like, if you, if we've been, um, passive for so many years, it's like to undo the pattern of passivity, you know, it takes like having to reject it enough times to then like start the right habit in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and so, you know, and I remember times where we'd be able to like pray for each other, you know, keep up on the group texts and stuff. Yeah. It's always encouraging Yeah. too. Which is kind of something I slipped on, but i got to start that up again. But I think back to something I watched on YouTube of Skip Heitzig, mm. Bible mm-hmm. 30,000, you know. Yeah. Thinking about your life, you know, and where God has been. And you think about, you know, think back a year, a year ago, where you were a year ago, and where you are now. Like, unless there was something huge in your life, God was there with you the entire time. And like you're talking about, you know, how many times a day do we, re- you know, do we reject passivity or accept responsibility and don't even, don't even think about now it's become habit because we've gone to the gym of 33 and have built up that muscle of, okay, I need to, re- you know, let my wife do the talking first and get, have my, my chance to talk mm-hmm. and how important it is to invest in eternally with my daughter. Um, I remember... When my daughter was born, a friend of mine named Seth told me, you should be in the place where if God decided as a baby to take your daughter away from you or you or your wife or what have you, you know, you should be okay with that because God has a plan for your wife. God has a plan for your daughter. 
And your job as a father and husband is to make sure, just like you did with your son, to make sure they make it to heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're, we're called to go out in the mission field and spread the gospel, which is awesome and amazing. And that's a huge thing. But in the home, we as men are responsible for laying that Christian foundation and, and making sure that my daughter knows who God is. That we, you know, that we pray over them, like you were saying, Paul, every single day. And for me, going into my stuff is, you know, um, accepting responsibility for my mistakes as as a man, where I f- fell short, whether it was losing my losing my temper or, you know, not playing with my daughter enough or whatever, and in uh, leading courageously and investing eternally with my with my family. So. I mean, it's easy to talk about it. And it's easy to put in a face and be, you know, things are great and I'm doing this for my daughter and list out all these different things. But in reality, it's a totally different thing to put into practice. So, mm. yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, anything else you guys want to add or? Maybe why we would recommend somebody go through this? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's a good thing, Colin. I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, sure. That's why Colin's here to make sure I stay on task. <laughs> on task here. So, why is it we're here? Yeah. Why? I mean, why is it important? Um, I think Paul kind of touched on it a little bit, um, and Colin did as well. It's just building. Going through the thirty-three, we dealt with so many different topics. Whether it was your with your father, relationship with your mother. It's as a man and it's a husband. I think, in my, in my opinion, it's imperative that people, that guys do this, whether you're married or not married, <coughs> excuse me, you're a father or you have a child on the way, wherever you are in your life, having that foundation of whether you grew up in a Christian home or not, having that foundation of understanding your role, you know, when you get married, what your role is with your wife, what your role is with your daughter or son or whatever, and understanding what those four points were, understanding how to apply those to your life and how scary your life is if you, I mean, if you don't. I'm not saying you can't make it through life without it. Yeah. It's going to be tougher, obviously, than it would be if you had it, but... We're meant to. We're meant to be in groups. We're meant to be. Um, you're not meant to lone wolf it. You're meant to have guys come alongside you, to have brothers in arms, to have friends who can come alongside you and say, "How are you doing?" And you're not being afraid to say, "I'm not doing good, guys. You know, my life is in shambles." And knowing that you're not going to be judged for your mistakes or who you are. And someone's going to go, yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And, you know, basing it all on Christ, he's the rock. And as long as we have him as the solid foundation. I always kind of pictured like you're big, huge boots bolted to this rock and the waves are just coming over and they're blowing you all over. And sometimes you're submerged for what seems like you're going to die or whatever. And then, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you're standing on Jesus. It's like, you're always going to come back upright. You might get tipped over or whatever, but you're standing on him. 
And no matter what, he's going to get you through it. He is not moving. Yeah. And then the wave passes by and it's like, praise God, you know, I made it through that. And Mm -hmm. you're, you're still on a good foundation. Um, and then I like your point too. It's like with people joining this, it's like, it's, you're, it's like safe knowing that, you know, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. We're sharing the stuff that, um, you know, some people have been through all kinds of bad stuff, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's just a byproduct of sin. Mm-hmm. And, um, what do they say? A burden shared is halved and a joy shared is doubled. So, you know, just sometimes just telling somebody that this is what I'm going through, even if they don't understand, just sharing that, it's like, okay, yeah. it makes it way easier. It's like, oh, I got that off my chest. Wait, wait Someone else knows. Yeah. So that's like, okay, now they can pray for me. Yeah. You know, at least, you know, within the, within the church, it's like, you've got somebody who can pray for you. They may not understand it. They don't have to understand it, mm-hmm. but they are with you and they're praying with you. So, I mean, that, that's probably one of the best reasons to, to go through this whole thing. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like I said before, nobody teaches this stuff. What do you learn? Yeah. You just pick this up. You know, you could read through the Bible, and this is all based on the Bible. Right, yeah. And the Bible is a good foundation, but yeah. having other people around going through the same struggles, it's just it's a lot easier with other people. Yeah, and to be able to rely on that person. Yeah, yeah. That was the last thing about you. Like Tara talked about the text message thread. Being able to, <clears throat> excuse me, post a good verse or, hey, guys, I need prayer for Yeah. just having that. Yeah. And, yeah, so, Carl, what do you think? Why do you think it's important for us as men? Um, well, I think it kind of ties a little bit back into what I was sharing earlier about, um, you know, just the often the disconnect that can happen between showing up at church, retaining scripture and, and sermons, and yet not um, having effect on the heart level, which can only come out through conversation. You know, like I think of the proverb that mm-hmm. says that um, um, a man's heart is like deep waters and then a man of understanding draws draws it out, you know. And, and I think that's what the context of the 33 series did. Um, and I remember hearing... Um, pushback from people at other churches who have, you know, they heard about the 33 series or that their church is doing it and they didn't go. And because they're like, oh, it's just, you know, I went the first session and it was like, they barely talked about the Bible. So, you know, they like checked out and mm-hmm. it was like, and it wasn't like a full on like Bible study. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think it just, it meets in such a way that um, I, I recommend for anyone in church, obviously, that's like, that is plugged in a church and plugged into teaching and you know, and, and taking in sermons and going through the Bible. But, you know, this, this 33 series is structured in a way where it's like you could literally invite your coworker. You could invite your neighbor, neighbor. down, yeah. you know, a yeah. few houses down. Like, and maybe they, because in a lot of cases, most of those people may have had some church encounter. You know, sometimes they've never had that church encounter. Yeah. But yeah. I think 33 is is structured in a way where it's like you you really can outreach you know they may not Mm -hmm. come to a sunday service they might be overwhelmed by all the people who say the right church things (laughs) and you know grace and peace to you and hello Mm -hmm. brother and let's fellowship you know (laughs) like they're not like (laughs) yeah (laughs) what is all this lingo but you know show up to 33 and it's like oh yeah we don't need to be a pastor (laughs) you don't need to be a pastor or you know whatever leader of the church to be able to do that which is like you said really nice you just pick it up and 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 we are we are studying the Bible, but yeah. it's not like 
I don't know if you've ever been through Bible study fellowship. I've heard much about it. Yeah, yeah so that's like good. a PhD study. I mean, it's it's a whole year. It's like the whole school year. Basically, you're going. We went through the Book of Romans. We went through Genesis. Um, it's this hardcore, in-depth study. You're looking through all this kind of stuff. So you learn the particular book you're going through really super well in depth. Mm. And again, it's like a high college degree um, in that particular book, which mm. is great. And there's a need for that, obviously. But at the same time, it's like this is more on here's the relationships with people we have around us. I mean, it's great you have the foundation and you understand the Bible and how important that is. But you also have relationships you have to deal with people and dealing with people's messy. Yeah. Because we're all sinners. So something like this. And, you know, I was thinking too, if we do this group again, you know, because everyone can't make it, you know, we could do an early morning and an evening one. You know, that's another option too. Oh, yeah. Just do a, hey, 5.30 or 6 o'clock, you know. go through it. That's an option Mm -hmm. too, so... We do have one on the way. That's actually, we? I think we're going to announce it on Sunday. So. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, so it's stay nice to tuned. Have to, not, to, not to do it in Zoom, which is kind of nice, too. Be yeah. Face to face, face yeah, Zoom. This is not something that would work on Zoom ever. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Check out. Check like, out oh, your camera's not working. I can't hear you. No, you have just a picture uh, of yourself on the screen. Yeah. And the, big, and the thing, too, <laughs> being, the, being the leader of you guys was I'm an extrovert. I'm a fake extrovert. <laughs> because... <laughs> I put on the face of an outgoing, you know, personality because that's you know how I how I was through high school. You know, I could walk up to a stranger and start up a conversation, but when you go, Chris, what do you think? I go next. Next, <laughs> who's next? Somebody's next after me. Colin. And then yeah, Colin, somebody <laughs> want to talk because I'm done. I don't want to be the leader anymore. Because there were days where, I'll just be honest with you guys, there were days where I didn't want to do it because people weren't showing up. And there was like one person here. Uh, Colin was always faithful. Days there, he wasn't there. Bill was here. You were here. But other days, like, what am I? What am I doing this? And to push through that, to like reject passivity and go, you know what? I'm here. I'm doing this because it's not about how many people show up. It's about, you know, changing my life for the better because I'm going through this and pushing myself through whether it was the enemy attacking me or just me being the introverted, extroverted guy that I am and pushing through that. I need the, why am I doing this too? I, I need, I need to do this. I need to be, not just the leader, but I need to do this for myself because there was a lot of times where you guys would say stuff that I would apply to my life. And it wasn't just about being the leader. And, you know, we're going to go through this and make sure everybody said their piece and made sure we were at a specific time. But it was be able to have, you know, be able to take that piece of wisdom that I wouldn't have got anywhere else. So... And we certainly appreciate you being the leader, too, most definitely. Um, and, you know... I was voluntold. I was voluntold. <laughs> you were voluntold. <laughs> hey, Chris, you want to be the leader of the 33 series? You sure. are. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> voluntold. I like that. <laughs> You're the voluntolder. <laughs> um, group, groups don't change people. Individuals do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and Jesus was an individual. It wasn't a group. It's like he... Had an impact on the apostles, obviously, and of course he was God, so he could he could do a yeah, lot it's more. Kind of a big deal. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> throw it out there. Um, 
But, you know, a lot of times just standing up and doing it, it's like, you know, Lord, I'm not sure why I'm doing this or why I'm here. No one's showing up, no one, whatever. And it's like, hey, if, if God's or God's giving you the direction, you keep going in that direction. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen according to his will. And, yeah. you know, it, it could be you stood up, you got, you know, you volunteered for this group. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen 10, 20 years from now? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, we were in this group that started the Calvary, Spokane Valley, and blah, 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 blah. You know, next thing you know, it's like there's, oh, yeah, I remember Chris teaching this way back when. Yeah. You know, you have no idea what God's going to do through just one thing that, and it is, I mean, that's, I guess, kind of the reject passivity part. It's like, okay, God, I'm doing this. I'm not sure why. This seems stupid. And to me, it seems stupid, you know, and God's like, yeah. I'm really? You know, yeah, my, right, my right. ways are above your ways. <laughs> exactly. My thoughts are above your thoughts. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, taking that next step and it's like, okay, I'm pushing through every single week. I'm going to show up. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. I don't want to go. I'm tired, you know. Yeah. And yeah. All yeah, of us are life. doing that too. You know, there's some yeah. days it's like, I really want to go, and I'm so tired, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you show up, yeah. You know, and that's the whole thing with the po this whole podcast thing too. Is like, you know, what and whether it's you know, four or five people people listen to this, or one person listens to this. It's just getting that message out there. Whether you know whatever topic I'm talking about, whether it's you know overcoming the fear of failure with faith, or going through you know these six books and this podcast with you guys. Whatever it is, you know, just putting that message out there for that one person. Yeah. Because and that one person could, you know, take it into, I mean, there's that sales thing where that one person can tell that one person and it goes. Like the guy that told Billy Graham. Mm. One guy. No one knew. I mean, nobody really knows who that guy is. I, you could probably find out. But it's yeah. like he might have had the same discouragement. It's like, well, I'll talk to this kid, you know, Billy Graham or whatever. And. Okay, God, I don't know what good this is gonna do. You know, could it, that could be going through his head. Yeah. And he talks to Billy Graham, and then the next thing you know, it's like everyone knows who Billy Graham is. Yeah. You yeah. know. It's that one guy in the crowd, like I know. That him. one guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we don't know if we're gonna be that one guy. We never know if we're gonna be that one guy or not who tells the next person, and then it just yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and to, you know, not to mention Jesus, you know, yeah. being that one 33 guy. That, one the, guy, yeah. that yeah. one guy. I mean, I think about how often he, you know, would preach the Sermon on the Mount or these other contexts and many people left and yeah. left him. And, and like that he had these disciples, you know, whoever denies himself, pick up their cross, fall after me. And it's like, oh, there goes my church. Bye-bye, everyone. You know, even at one point, Jesus is like, are you guys going to leave me too? Yeah. You know, yeah. Jesus, Peter's like, you know, nope. who I, where are we going to go? Gonna, exactly. Yeah. You know, and so it was like, I think of Jesus in that moment leading courageously because, yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, those numbers could have gotten to his head. That, oh, yeah. He's got yeah. thousands of people that he's teaching to. You know, yeah. everyone's coming to hear him Where's speak. Everybody going? Yeah. And then it's like, everyone's gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is he, yes, he's God, but at the same time, he's fully human. He just, I mean, that, like you said, that had to be discouraging. It's like, yeah. they're all gone. He's still a man of sorrows, acquainted yeah. with grief. Yeah. yeah. What, what I think about too is like, what happened to that kid who had the two loaves, the loaves and the fish? Yeah. And Jesus took it and goes, "That's that's enough. Thank you." What happened to that kid? Like, oh man, Jesus to turn my my fish and bread into feeding thousands. Like, like, you know, I wonder, you know, who is this guy? <laughs> like, where, you know, where, what happened to that, you know, that that, that kid? Like, where, yeah. where did he go after? I wonder if his parents that. believed him. 
Guess what? Just yeah. Yeah. Bob Dad just my lunch. Yeah. Cheese yeah, basket? No. Yeah, I like doing that sometimes too. It's like you look at those kind of emotions from like the person. It's like what were they thinking or like, you know, what what would that kid be doing? You think about the situation. It's like this kid's like, well, what am I going to eat? You know? That was my lunch. My mom made this for me. That's my favorite fish. You yeah. know? Your mom's like, you threw your lunch out again, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> the dog ate your lunch. Don't yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, sometimes kind of digging deep, looking at those people in the Bible, you know, because I was just reading um, yesterday, it's like Elijah was a man just like us, and he prayed yeah. and the rain stopped and he prayed and the rain started. He's just a man. I'm like, yeah. the, um, I can't think of that. It was just the first part of James. Oh, yeah, the, it was in James. Yeah. yeah. Any references um, that? Yep. Ah, shoot, it's going to drive me nuts. The fervent prayer of a righteous man failed much, yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One man. So Elijah was no different than us. Yeah. And it's good to kind of put ourselves in that situation, kind of sitting next to them. It's like, okay, what's he walking through? What's he thinking, given all this other stuff? Yeah. Um, just to kind of make the people in the Bible more human, mm-hmm. you know? Because they are. Peter? Yeah. Peter puts his foot in his mouth more Peter's often open than mouth. He, Peter's ready, fire, aim. Yeah. You know? He's just like <laughs> well, shooting his mouth off. The brothers were the bro- sons of thunder. Sons of thunder. Yeah. Who yeah. wanted to wipe out an entire nation of people because it... And Jesus like, what? What are you, what are you, what are you doing? doing? <laughs> like, you want to destroy these people over something, some disagreement, you know? And it's like they were you know, all the, you know, the disciples, other than, I mean, I mean, you say Judas Iscariot if you want, but obviously they were all picked for a specific reason. Yes. Each person found their way. Matthew found his way in the Bible. He was, I mean, whether he was like the chosen series puts him a quiet, introverted person who was a tax collector that nobody liked. Somehow he wound up writing a book of the Bible. Yeah. And detailing Jesus' life by fact over a period of time you know and it's amazing how god can use this you know like you know a mustard seed of faith to make it an oak tree so yeah Mm -hmm. so but uh anyways anything else you guys want to say in closing or you guys i i don't know i think i would strongly encourage people to come to this to men you know of any age um just because there's so much in this and then you know you get to know people a lot better through this as opposed to just oh hey how you doing and you know yeah. like you said grab your donut and you're out the door yeah mm-hmm. um because i was you know growing up it's like you know we'd gone to different churches and then even um after we first got married it's like we'd go to church and then you leave and you don't really know anybody yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've been here now, um, what, 26 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen a bunch of people come and go for various reasons. You know, think, things didn't go their way or they didn't want things the way they were being done. And um, we've always come back just because, you know, we've met some really great friends here. Um, it, You know, we're going through the Bible every single week and just having the opportunity, especially for men, you know, because women will go and, they can chat and talk for hours, or whatever. Yeah. And like you said, guys aren't, you know, guys don't do that. It's like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, yeah. on the inside you're dying. So, um, and I, I don't know. I just think for men, this is probably one of the best things that they can do, especially, um, you know, 
if they're a Christian. Yeah. Even if they're not, yeah. you still learn. Still even if you're not a Christian, it's like you can still learn a lot. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to going through these next what five books with you guys and sitting down on your guys' schedule, obviously, and going through each one and listening out and going through the lessons in it and seeing where God takes it, what lessons we get from it, and help other guys apply it to their lives. And if you're listening and you're in the Spokane Valley area, know that. Calvary Chapel is always here. We got a men's retreat coming up in October, yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go out and let men be men, and you know, <laughs> talk around a fire. So just sing some kumbaya, eat some s'mores, and uh, shoot guns. Shoot guns. Shoot and have guns. a good old time. Yeah, so, that's right. So definitely, you know, definitely, guns. definitely look us up and, and, and uh, thanks for tuning in, and have a great day. God bless everybody, and uh, I'll talk to you guys all later.